dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Sauce on a Thursday afternoon, ready for Thursday night footy to kick off round 17. We're getting to the back end of the season here, Sauce. Yes, Pez, the business time of the season. Uh, and surprisingly, it, the season is still open for, for a lot of teams. You know, teams scraping in a couple of wins last week for some upsets that uh, keep their seasons alive. A draw last week that kept two teams alive instead of killing a season for one of them. But... Really, really interesting going into, as you said, the the, the final part of the, the season. Yeah, and uh, the the final part of uh, our loser comp, actually, which ended uh, on the weekend as well. So congratulations to Paul, who uh, took out over $1,300 and uh, just... Uh, a lazy thirteen hundred for a twenty dollar entry. Yeah, not not too bad. <laughs> yeah, you get, get back. Uh, what's that? A hundred times? Uh, yeah, it's a lot more than a hundred okay. times your profit. But uh, that's a lot. Uh, I mean, that's one way to win a bit of money besides following across our uh, great tips. But uh, he, he did fantastic. First time actually entry entrance to the show and, and uh, took some risks early on, and uh, they paid off. Paid off, and uh, he was he was ready to go. So it was down to two, and uh, he won it on Saturday night without even to have his tip on the Sunday because last man standing, he was uh, able to get it through. In classic fashion, I reckon every <laughs> single year that we have it decided, the last man standing rule comes into play with uh, the other participant choosing G- GWS to lose. And of course, they, they didn't lose against Melbourne, but uh, it was all done and dusted with uh, a game of inches. Uh, a nice little uh, after the siren kick that uh, won his season uh, for him. Yeah, it was, a, it was a big kick. And you mentioned that. That was a... Uh, that was a game and a half there at the MCG on uh, Saturday night where Essendon were, stole the lead back and they were in a winning position and then they just had a, a rush kick out of defensive 50 marked by Dan Houston, probably uh, one of maybe two players with Kane Farrell who could, could have probably kicked that goal at the Your end man. of the game. Uh, but sailed through quite easily. There's a good uh, couple of still pitches of, of the line as well with the goal umpire trying to see and... Uh, it was, it was great for Port Adelaide who continue to keep their season alive and Essendon just fall short yet again of uh, getting a scalp. Well, it had vibes of that um, the earlier game against Richmond, that Essendon, where they, they, they came from behind, they snuck the win, they had the momentum, a great little shot from 30 metres out uh, to, to steal the lead and... Yeah, just a defensive a blunder, the way that the ball, you know, they had the clearance there. All they needed to do was go down the line and instead they bombed it up in the air, a, a diving mark and a, a great kick after the siren. And there was a nice little stat there. Port Adelaide have had the most uh, after the siren wins in, in their short, uh, for the amount of games that they've been around. Oh, there you go. That's, um, that's a very good stat that they're always in the game there. But uh, I thought the first quarter they absolutely dominated and it just reminds you uh, and reminds everyone out there that, you need to take your chances and you need to kick the goals. Two goals, seven in the first quarter to two goals, two to Essendon. Port Adelaide absolutely dominated every single statistic and just could not get a lead. They went in with a five-point lead to, to quarter time and they had to win the game after the siren. So they should have blown that game away in the first quarter and they weren't able to do it. So if that's a final and they're not able to get that kick and they're not able to have a little bit of luck involved as well, then that, that cost teams big time. Like a, I think of Nat Fife against Hawthorne in the grand final missing those three goals in the first quarter, just not not too good. But taking opportunities, as you said, Pez, like, you know, we've talked about this uh, for most of the year, especially with Carlton's recent form of how badly they've been kicking. But, you know, if you don't take your opportunities in front of goal, well, then it definitely costs you and it can set up your season. If you look at, you know, the Friday night clash, Sydney versus Geelong, uh, both teams in the end, but Sydney mainly early on, didn't put away Geelong. They let Geelong hang around and then they escaped with a, a draw and, uh, and yeah, had Ge- multiple opportunities to win it with, with uh, under five minutes to go. Geelong were the ones in a, in a winning position at the end of the game, but Sydney Sydney should have won that game by, what, five, six goals easily if they, if they took their chances. They had uh, Robbie Fox running into an open goal, hitting the post. Tom Hickey uh, missing a few. I think it was Tom Hickey, was it Heaney and Fox or something, was 0-7 and 4 out on the full. Yeah. Something ridiculous. So many kicks went out on the full from set shots that just kept Geelong in the game for, for a long period of time, and Geelong in the end escaped with two points, which really helps them in the season. And I think what, you know, you just mentioned it before is leaving teams in this day and age alive for four quarters of footy and how close the league is. I mean, you know, from fifth to, I think it's about 11th or 12th, there's only a couple of games that separate those teams. And there's so many seasons, uh, so many teams that season is still alive. 
because of poor footy and everyone is looking for for an easy win, but you've got to calculate. Sorry, you've got to you got to you know got to make sure that you take those opportunities. It's 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 basic stuff. It really is. Well, how's this? Thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth sit on twenty six points for the season, and two teams in the eight in Essendon and Adelaide sit on thirty two. So they're a game and a half out of the eight. Richmond, Carlton, Sydney sitting thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. Yeah. All with realistic chances if they have a good back end to the season to actually make finals. So closest season I remember in a while and the, the top four race is going to be something special as well. It, it definitely is. And uh, speaking of races, let's uh, race straight into our, our bet review and see how we're faring for season 2023. Review. There's no official review. How does it end? We don't know. They kind of lost, but they won as well. Well, uh, let's have a look. Kind of loss, kind of won as well. That's uh, very prevalent in round 16 uh, for us. But we started with uh, Brisbane versus Richmond and uh, we popped up our little video out on Twitter and on TikTok and nearly everything we said was correct to your source. I had Neil over 29 and a half. He shitted that in. McCluggage over 22 and a half. Shitted it in as well. Uh, both big bets on those ones because I was quite confident. So those ones both got through and I, I really enjoyed that Thursday night. Yeah, I was enjoying that Thursday night till a little bit of an ankle injury because as you said, the, the things that we said, McKenna in the back line, the Richmond giving away a lot of the pill to defenders and we saw obviously our, our mate Coleman who we've been on the last couple of weeks. He got his overs uh, and the main midfielders, Lockie Neal for 30 and uh, Dunkley, a little bit of an ankle Ankle injury. They rested him up in the, that last quarter. Fell five short, but uh, early days, I think he had 13 in the first quarter. He was looking well, he, well, well above board. He was on track for 30 easy, and uh, he just had a little complaint in the calf. He sat a lot of time on the bench in that third quarter, and they eventually... He came back on and got another five disposals, so he got yeah, up just, to 20. Just like that too, yeah. And they needed five more. Off, subby out, uh, precautionary. They didn't need him in the end because they, they won the game by 80 points. But that's what happens in punting. And if you, you pick the right player, but they get injured. It's happened to us a few times this season. If you punt on player disposals or player anytime goal scorers, it will happen to you eventually as well. We head to Sydney uh, and Geelong. And I put two units out on Geelong uh, to win. And I, I did not like the, the first half in there. So the whole second half, I'm sitting on my phone on Bet365 and Sportsbet, just looking at live odds there, Source. <laughs> and eventually I found something when Geelong went up by eight points. Sydney were pushing and Geelong were trying to save the game. So I thought if Sydney can just get a point here, plus seven and a half is, is really good. So I put Sydney plus seven and a half. The next, next score was a Sydney goal. So it was two points in it. And I was like, come on, just kick a behind Sydney, get Geelong to win and get Sydney... In, in between one to seven, it would have been a big clean up, but it wasn't. But I just saved face a little bit with that. The other one I had was Nick Blakey, 20 plus disposal. I ended up getting the most disposals with 29. Um, that was at a dollar seventy one in the end. So uh, it was a profitable night. It was a profitable night. And uh, I liked uh, this game for Geelong, a team that doesn't normally collect the footy a lot, but again, Sydney gives away a lot to, to the defenders. So I was all over Stewart and Duncan, and we saw that, you know, that prediction of uh, defenders filling up with Tui getting a lot of the pill. Of with the kickouts mainly. Tui first, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But as I said, with those sort of trends, um, they pay out. So you, you, you're happy with that. I was a bit happy with uh, two dollars ten. Nice t- two units, two bets, two players. Nice. Second and simple. half was a bit better for Tommy Stewart, wasn't it? But yeah. don't you hate it when you put a player on and you're like, yep, they they take a lot of kickouts, and then for whatever reason, for a whole half, they hardly take one, and you're just like. Shit, do I have the wrong bloke here? But um, yeah. it's not a good feeling, and I, uh, sometimes, like Tommy Stewart in that that third quarter, didn't didn't go near a kick out. But in the last quarter, they went into his his uh, boot every single time, and, and and perfect out to the side, little one two, because they they use him as that connecting uh, handball. But so. the other thing, how good is a feeling if you've oh. got a little same game multi <laughs> when your players link up? It happened on Thursday night a lot with uh, Lockie Neal and Josh Dunkley. And even Connor McKenna to, to those guys as well. But it happened with your two in uh, Tommy Stewart. Oh, Stewart to Duncan. There was, there, I think they got four, ha- four, ha- four handball receives and gets in within the space of 30 seconds. Yeah. And I'm messaging you on delay, watching a good old KO with three or four oh, minutes delay. It's so frustrating messaging you when you're – I'm like, just – can plug it, plug an aerial in, go on free to air. I think that I think it was one of the the best the best calls. As I was I was speaking to my girlfriend, I was at her house and uh, her Wi-Fi sort of not great. So on the KO, it sort of you know pauses. And I message you, I'm like, I'm on delay, please don't ruin it. And you're like, just turn it on Channel 7. I'm like, she doesn't have an aerial. And you're like, she really needs to grow up. Be- <laughs> become an adult, grab an, a- an aerial. <laughs> but this day and just age... Just get a coat hanger. <laughs> get, get something. Like, if your Wi-Fi is no good, you need, you need free-to-air footy. But uh, 
the next day, uh, Adelaide versus North Melbourne. Now, I, I really like this bet and I like this trend. It didn't pay off for me in the end. I had Joshua Shelley for two plus goals. He had a he had a tough shot from about forty five out in the first quarter, which he he didn't score from, and then he had two easier shots later in the game. He didn't end up getting a goal. It was two thirty. I literally could have probably chosen anyone else for two plus goals and uh, it would have got up, but the value wasn't there. And I chose Rochelle over Pedler and should have gone with Pedler, but that's punting and uh, we, we lost the bet there. Should have gone Rankine, four goals. Yeah, that five, five plus. We had that in the first half. <laughs> well, he had two goals in the first quarter and I thought oh, I could have gone Rankine for well, three. We, we talked about the value. He was $1.72 for three, so yep. I, didn't, I didn't love it. You would have had to go five plus and for him to get five plus, I know it did come off. It wasn't. A value bet and for I think, me. I think what, what, what people need to remember when we're talking value, we're not talking uh, a good price, but we're talking about the chances of it and the probability of it actually happening. And him, the odd versus him, what was I think it was a dollar a dollar fifty or something for two goals. Yeah, I probably mean, even a dollar forty. You look at that probability. That's sitting that he's sitting there about eighty percent of the time, and that, that that's not happening eighty percent of the time. Like it's not not a, not a good way to look at it. Yeah, I wasn't saying I didn't think he was going to get two goals. I just didn't want to risk my money against him getting two goals yeah. at that price. So we go from there. I, I had Melbourne in Melbourne GWS, and you, you talk about a, a team not taking their chances. It was a very very wet day, but I did want to talk about this source. I, I spoke a little bit about it before the show. Melbourne. They see the weather, they see they're there at the ground, and they still decide to go in with Max Gorn, uh, Brody Grundy, and Ben Brown. You've got to pull one of them out and put a smaller player in there because what happened is Ben Brown or Brody Grundy would have been subbed out maybe second quarter, maybe start of the third as a strategic sub, but Bailey Fritch injures his ankle in the mm-hmm. first quarter. They can't make that sub. They were, they were way too tall, and GWS were able to run the ball out the other way uh, and were more efficient in front of the sticks. Uh, especially when... It's wet weather football, obviously, there's two ways to play. You've got to play small and close to the ground, and you just got to clear the ball. They're the two main rules with wet weather football. And you had a lot of the time, if you had a forward in the goal square, you're like, oh, you can sort of recover from that. But their forwards were leaking up the ground as well. There was many times that Ben Brown or even Grundy were up the field, had the ball in their hands. It's like, well, you've got no one to kick it to, and you're you're making leads out to, towards the, the sideline and a small ground. It just... Strategically, it, it was a horrible decision. It really cost them because this this is a, a, a game that's going to cost them top four position. Well, yeah, they they could have solidified themselves in the top four, and now they got to fight for it a little bit more. But Fritch, the perfect player for wet weather footy, goes down with an ankle injury, which uh, which was already a weak no a weak score a forward line that doesn't help Melbourne. You know, their inaccuracy and the expected score had them winning by about thirty or forty points because they should have put them away. But when your main forward goes out, and that's really their only forward structure based around him they're in a lot of trouble yeah it's it's not good he's out for a number of weeks so yeah. that was my bet slip for the week i didn't even um go through the the score so i staked 11 units in the end source profited of 1.84 because that two units on melbourne that would have really really helped me but i uh, was unable to pull it through so uh, for the season i'm 18.52 units up uh, for an roi 15 and a half percent which is uh pretty good well, I only had one other bet that I wanted to talk about, and that was my bonus bet, which I wasn't unlucky. It was a, a, a it was unlucky in terms of who I placed it on. I had put a bonus bet down from my Friday night game. Sorry, my Thursday yeah my fr- Thursday night game on the Essendon Port Adelaide game, and I was looking at Essendon have a deficit against uh, big forwards, and I'm like looking at all the scoring shots. I'm looking through, and I'm like, you know what? I like the value with Finlayson, and then literally in the warm up, basically it gets pulled. It, their ruckman gets pulled. He gets put into the the main ruck position. He still average. He still got uh, three shots on goal, which which is pretty great considering he's playing forward. But nothing I could do in that situation. I'll take the loss. It's a bad loss because you know obviously where they ended up playing and a, and a bad read. But those things happens with laid outs. Ah, oh, they're the risks you take in punting, and you you can't win hundred percent. So you had a bit of a loss for the week. One point eight units. I did. It was good to good to feel human again. <laughs> uh, now I understand what your side of the the table feels like. Um, you know, just scraping through. And but you know what it was, Pez. I, what I liked about the rounds is a little bit. A fig jam for myself is I recognised I had missed missed and I was having not, not a good uh, I had, had my data wasn't working out for me so I decided rather than to chase the, my losses just to pull back so I pulled back I put six units down uh, a loss of minus one point eight uh, which is unusual for me I really struggled to get through that sentence uh, but for the year still up overall pairs one hundred and twenty two units staked uh, still massive forty three units returned and you know for that many uh, units out there pairs I could uh, I could charge a nice little price for that no don't be doing uh, <laughs> talking about little uh, subscriptions and things there's a there's a couple of controversial well, things happening. 
very controversial online at the moment. Happening around on Twitter, but we won't mention that. We'll, uh, we will talk about round 17, though, and get into our bets. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate, and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave, and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want... Do you want some as well or not? I said. Oh, yes! 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 Straight into the round specials, Pez. Sinon takes a special and goes bang! All right, Blue Bet keeping it there. 12 up special this week on all games. Tab have the three plus leg same game multi on all games if you like that. Sports Bet have the uh, second chance multi, just two legs at $2. And if it doesn't win, even if both legs lose, uh, you get a bonus back as well for Thursday and Friday night footy. Ladbrokes have the one per day refund. And Neds have 12 up halftime on, on the Friday as well. You've probably got tokens and things as well. And a lot of people have messaged us over the over the weeks of a, of a I guess it's a agency that will not be named. Uh, PB is the uh, the two things, which... Pretty, I don't, pretty I don't, bad. I don't even know what... You probably don't know what I'm talking about because no you just shunned about. it out of your, your memory. I've that company from my brain. They do not we, exist. We both can't get bets on with them. So they... They used to offer really good promotions. I'm not sure if they do now, but if they do, take advantage of some free money there uh, while you can until you get banned. Yeah, I'm not going to have a bar of that anyway. Straight into the, the uh, you know, of course, the, the great sponsor of the show, Sportsbet Pez, because uh, they don't ban us. They, they take our money every week, whether <laughs> whether we're winning or losing, which is which is great. Uh, so they just keep it alive. No, what stuff? Sportsbet. I'm, I've been banned from them. Oh, not my alternate account though. So you got no bets with Sportsbet. I do. I've got an alternate account. And don't give away the, the, the tricks of the podcast. Tricks oh, of the I, say that in most, I say that most weeks. <laughs> All right, let's get on to uh, a really interesting Thursday night. Uh, the draw last week, as I said, keeping Sydney season still alive. Uh, Richmond still floating and flirting with uh, an opportunity to make the eight with you know only two games out of the eight at the moment. Richmond taking on Sydney at what will be a predicted as a wet MCG, but look like the weather is clearing a little bit here. $1.90 even money. This is closed as the week has progressed. Minus five is the line. Sorry, minus 0.5 is the line. Over under one. 16 and a half. This is going to be a huge game, Pez. I, I believe that you and I are going head-to-head in this one, so really interested to hear your thoughts about why Richmond can get it done. Hey, spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Spoiler alert here, but uh, some really interesting things to look at, and this was my favourite game to look at for the week because I had some time today to look once the disposal markets actually came out, source. so uh, you'll love to see it. There's no Jaden Short this week, uh, so he's out, and I need to mention the tagging thing because every time I... I end up putting a bet out on a team that Sydney's playing against. There's always people that go on about Ryan Clark and how he's a tagger. Did he hasn't know, been tagging. Did you know he tags? He hasn't been tagging in the past month. He was the sub last week. So um, I'm not, yeah, I saw not him running too, up the sideline with uh, some guy in pink that I'm he was not too worried about, about Ryan Clark the in, trainer, his, so. in his tagging role. So uh, there's a, a few disposal things that I don't mind for tonight as well. So I just want to mention Daniel Rioli. He's over under 21 and a half. He's taking kickings every week except in round 14 against the Saints where he didn't take one. I'm not going to put a bet on it because uh, Rioli is going to be a little bit hit or miss. And if he does take four, five of those, he's a, he's a chance to cover it. But if he doesn't, he, he's a chance to go under. And I'm not going to, ta- going to take a punt on that. The ones I am going to go at is Taranto. He had a tough uh, outing last week uh, against Brisbane, but so did everyone for Richmond. They got absolutely spanked. Uh, 80 points. He's a high-quality player. He spends 80-plus percent of time in centre bounces. He's over-under is at 29.5. So I really, really like that on bet 365 for $1.87. He's $1.53 and below for 30-plus disposals on Ladbrokes, Neds, and Tab. So there's a big discrepancy in that price. So I'm taking the over 29.5 at $1.87 for Taranto. The other one, this is a little, this is risky just because of his role. And this is I'm talking about Liam Baker. He's over-under sits at 18.5 at $1.89. He had 31% centre bounce attendances last week, but seemed like he played forward a little bit more as well. But I'm taking the risk on with short out that Liam Baker will slot back into that back line. And if he does, Sydney give up a lot of disposals there. So if I'm right about his role, he should cover this easily. If I'm wrong about it, he's 
on the border of getting 15. So in short's absence, three times without short this year, Baker's had 32, 25 and 35 disposals. Uh, so I'll go a bet there at over 18 and a half. Sportsbet have the little special. You, we're going to take make a 10-minute video on this. Um, <laughs> I've, I've just gone four of them, not any over-unders, just 15 plus and 20 plus, 25 plus. So I've gone Baker at the 15 plus. He sits at $1.26 by himself. Sheldrick, 15 plus, $1.16. So he's been crunched down from $1.20 at the start of the week. Uh, Hopper, 20 plus, $1.40. I don't mind him to get 20 plus because he's one of their main midfielders as well. I bet on him once before this season and he got injured in the second quarter. And Taranto, 25 plus, sits at $1.22. So good for a little uh, little risk on the same game multi there. $2.40 with the uh, sports bet special. And I'll let you talk about your bets and then I'll speak about my head-to-head one. Well, I think that the sports bet and the betting agencies have left the rich and, uh, Richmond midfielders open a little bit because of the uncertainty of what's going on in that midfield. There's been a lot of shuffles over the last probably month or so with, you know, Cochin coming in and out of that that midfield. You know, Dustin Martin comes into the to the midfield through bits and patches. So, you know, it leaves some gaps in there for, for value, as you just spoke about. And if you get that prediction right and you're looking at the trends within the game and there's some money to be had there. So I don't, I don't mind your, your little uh, multi there, Pez, your first, uh, first half and first part one of seven videos that you're pumping out about Richmond versus Sydney. Uh, I really like the Swans in this one. I think that uh, if you look at the last month of football, the Swans have been slowly building. They're, they're about to put probably their, their second best uh, lineup on the park, just missing uh, uh, Warner. And I believe that if you look at the expected score last last week, as we spoke about against Geelong, they beat Geelong. They were pretty pretty good against Geelong, except for their goal kicking. Uh, they should have won that match by about thirty points or, or more. Uh, the week before, they they absolutely thumped West Coast. They look, you know, that's a, a bit of an anomaly. Everyone thumps West Coast, but we say that yet not everyone has thumped West Coast because a lot of teams are struggling to get over that eighty point line. Uh, they they. they Put 200 up on them. They're looking good. I really like the even money at this. Uh, I jumped on earlier in the week. $2 um, blue bet. I put two units on that one. Um, historically, it's a 50-50 game for them. You know, they've... Uh, Richmond and Sydney both have played each other 34... Uh, sorry, they've won 34 versus 36. The last five games, two and three. At this venue, 14 and 12. So it's a head-to-head game, a bit of a coin toss. You give me two bucks, you know where I'm going with that one. So my first bet is with the Swans blue bet, 12 up special, of course. The second one is following a trend from last week and it paid off last week against Brisbane um, despite Dunkley going down with an injury but they give most of their um, disposals away to the to the main midfielders as well as the the backmen so I really like uh, Sydney's backmen in this one they're the number one team for giving up intercept marks Richmond so I'll straight away look at Sydney who gets the most intercept marks your man the snake big Blakey so I go with him uh, to get over his uh, disposal mark which is sitting at 22.5 um I think he'll get that easy he had a bit big week last week against the Cats and if you can do big good against the Cats in disposals, then the Richmond Richmond Tigers should be pretty easy. And the second one that I'm going with is a little bit of a risk because I'm unsure about the role he's going to play, but I like the 15 or more for Florent. Only missed it twice this year, uh, and that was back in round nine and eight. And the rest of the year, he's got that. $1.45, I like that to bump up my odds. It gets me odds of $2.30 pairs, two units with sports bet. Any leg fails, uh, money back in bonuses. Yeah, interesting uh, little analysis on Sydney there. I'm going to put... A unit on Richmond at Blue Bet with the 12 up. I like your analysis there, and I'm going to go against it. So. Just, just purely because of the MCG factor, and Sydney's struggling to come down to Victoria. I know Sydney have their best team on the park uh, for the year, and they've been getting players back in the last month or so. But uh, Richmond, a, a bounce-back spot, travelling back from Brisbane after an 80-point 80, 80 win. I think the, the game can go either way, and probably one of the only reasons I, w- I like putting this up is with the 12-up special just if, if one of those teams can get 12 up at halftime, it can pay out. And then they can still lose as well. So uh, MCG factor, Sydney have won one game in Victoria this year, which they probably shouldn't have because North Melbourne gifted it to them. Uh, and they really struggled. They struggled against Melbourne. They struggled against Collingwood. And they struggled against uh, Geelong. That was down at Geelong, but it was in Victoria. So and another bet on that, which takes me to uh, four bets for the game. Wow, loading up all over Richmond uh, on this one. Uh, you can tell that uh, Pez and I are heading to the pub tonight to watch the footy because he's got he wants he wants to have his phone out. He wants to have a couple of bevies and follow all these different stats. That uh, might not uh, be my last bet. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what, mate, it won't be my last bet, <laughs> but, but it'll be the last one on the pod uh, for that. But uh, good to, to see us going head to head over the years. Head to head, I reckon we're about even on the head to head, Pez. Yeah, uh, I know this uh, season I, I'm beating you, but I did. It was one all this year, but I did look it up and. Uh, over 
over the course of what six years, it's I'm 107 wins and you're three. So, you got one of those points this year, which was disappointing, but um, I, yeah. I believe we've only been head to head once this year and I won that one. And if you go even, back, even still, then you corrected me, you're if like, you go that back one in our <laughs> lifetime past six years, you're still on three, and I, I think I jumped to like 256 or something like that. So, it's um. Oh, I wish, in my I wish, favor. I wish Sportsbet had this made-up point system that you've implemented here, Pez, because a win, one win that you have is worth about what 180 one time, and then 30 the next. No, oh, you've you've made up stats this year about uh, about me, so uh, just giving a little bit back. Oh, well, the one place I haven't made up stats is on the actual AFL games, and I'm very excited for this next one because this absolutely will be a cracker. If the Western Bulldogs are the team that everyone says that they are. This will be an opportunity for them to jump into the top four and really, you know, take take the spot that has been offered up by Melbourne. They take on Collingwood. Two forty five outsiders are the doggies. A dollar fifty three favourites are Collingwood. Minus ten and a half is the line. Over under one sixty five and a half. This game is played at Marvel, uh, which I'm really surprised that this one hasn't been moved for for how much uh, hype goes into games in Melbourne and how packed out this will be. It'll be a sellout tomorrow under lights. It'll be an absolutely cracking game. Yeah, well, uh, it's a doggy's home game, isn't it? So they get to play it at Marvel. A lot, of, a lot of Collingwood fans will miss out on going to the game, which they won't be happy about. They obviously have the biggest voice uh, in footy. I've loved Jamara Ugelhagen. How long ago did I mention um, watching him? And he wasn't spoken about in the media. And now everyone seems to be on him because his hands are clean, uh, as I said, over a month ago. So Jamara... Ugo Hagen, uh, he's, a, he's a really good watch and he's really developing as, as a great player. And you know you've got to give key forwards and especially Ruckman when they're you know drafted early on, you've got to give them time source. And uh, a lot of people these days jump on 18-year-old, 19-year-old kids, but you've got to give them a few years in the system. Uh, these surprising stat here, they've only played each other once per season since 2020. So it, it's, it's really strange to me. So 2020, they played once. 2021, they played once. 2022, they played once. And now they're in 2023 for their first meeting of the year, which is uh, quite strange. But uh, this one, in 2022, uh, the Pies, they they give up a lot of disposals to midfielders this season. I hate them. And against the Bulldogs, I did want to get a little history behind it. They gave up 437 disposals against the Dogs, and the top five for the Dogs had 31-plus disposals. They were just getting it everywhere. The Bulldogs did win both both of these games as well that I'm going to speak about. 2021, they gave up 466 disposals, which is very, very high. And the Dogs' top four players that night had 30-plus. And they had... They had all the top disposal getters in those two games. We know the Bulldogs' midfield is quite strong, so you've got to try and pick the right one. And uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards Trelaw at the moment, over 29.5 at $1.87 on Bet365. He's got low prices in the in the $1.60 mark for a 30-plus elsewhere, uh, but I'm not locking that in yet. I just want to see teams. Uh, I want to see a little bit of things, and uh, that'll go out on Twitter if I decide to lock it in. If, if nothing goes out on Twitter, then uh, it's a no bet for me, but that's where I'm leaning towards. Yeah, love that lean. Um, we, we spoke about this last week. Collingwood just seemed to, the way the style of football they're playing is just moving the forward foot forward. Uh, and when it, what it does is they just worry about getting doing their game plan. Uh, it allows their main midfielders for the opposition to get a heap of the appeal. We've documented this heaps, pairs about the Western Bulldogs, how they rack up a heap of the pill and they go round and round in circles and they get a heap of the pill but they don't always um, you know they don't always uh, damage their opposition so they don't always put it on the scoreboard I'm expecting exactly what you said Trelaw to get a heap of it um, you look at just I actually had a bet ready to go and pull the trigger but just hearing that line on bet 365 I might actually wait until tomorrow to see what sports bets disposal line is I had him for 30 and a half or, or 30 just straight out to get 30 or more which is quite low odds so if, if I can get a little bit of value for there I might jump on that one but the other player that I'm going to target is Marcus Bontempelli uh, for him to get 25 or more he's averaged that the last five weeks he, he's, he's got that pretty pretty easy I expected them to put him in the, the midfield and a really big body midfield to sort of combat the, the the uncontested football that the Western Bulldogs play so sorry that the Collingwood play so really put it in there the other person that I really like but I'm just a little bit uncertain on the role he's going to play is Tommy Liberatore I love the way that he goes about his footy and I think that this is going to be an absolute matchup heaven for him uh, and him to get 20 or more is sitting at 10 uh, sorry dollar 10 I love that I'll be looking at him for 25 because it jumps up quite significantly about a dollar 65 so I think there's some value there I will wait till, till the disposal lines to see if I can sneak a market but disposals 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 all for the dogs that's that's uh, where I'd be targeting yeah, excellent. That's uh, that's what we want to talk about. And uh, yeah, Trelaw, it was very tempting to lock it in now, but I did need to see a few more 
a few more things in my favour. Speaking of uh, things in favour, we look at the next matchup. Oh, it's I a know, big one. I know everyone is talking about uh, things that we haven't seen before, an 87, uh, 87 and a half line. Oh, I don't care about the line in this uh, one. Have a look at, look at this on uh, Sportsbet. Uh, the most popular things, they've put in other markets just to try and get a little bit of interest hey. from here. From the main home screen, Brisbane versus West Coast, of course, up at the Gabba. I don't even know how to pronounce that, Pez. The, 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 what's 1.0005. So what's that? Five, well, half, of a, yeah. half of a dollar one. Half <laughs> of a dollar one. So uh, that's the odds for, for Brisbane. So basically. don't bet that. So if you bet that, you lose money, don't, I think. So, no, not, not, uh, not And just. surprisingly, only a $34 uh, lo- uh, price for, for West Coast. The line, as we said, 87.5 over under 186.5. And then they've got a third one in there. A try bet on the the sports bet home screen, either team by fifteen or more or less points, forty one dollars, and West Coast minus fifteen and a half, just a lazy five hundred and one dollar line. So Pez, tell me, I'm really interested to hear if uh, about your analyst of this game. Obviously, we're going to be on Brisbane, but I want to know if by the end of it, if Brisbane, if you're even enticed by that line, or what you're thinking is when you see a line that big. No, nah, the only reason you really look at lines that big is when you're looking at alternate lines and you're trying to, you know, win a bonus bet or or get something like that. For, at 86 and a half points for $1.90, it's not good. Anything can happen. Uh, Brisbane can, you know, pull the pin and, and sit back a little bit in the second half. They can uh, – lots lots and lots of things. So I'm, I'm not interested in head-to-head. I'm not interested in the line. Where I am interested uh, is disposals because the main disposal players have been absolutely – having a feast against the Eagles all season. And the thing that makes it even better, not that it's good that he got injured, but Dunkley, just seeing it is going to be confirmed that he's going to miss on Saturday. And if Dunkley's out, that frees up a spot at center bounce attendances because he's 80-plus percent in there. He, he's ready ready to go. They always look to him out on the wing. So they've got to have other avenues to do that now. So I'm looking at McCluggage, I'm looking at Ashcroft, and I'm looking at Lockie Neal. The only risk I have is obviously an injury or one of those players gets rested and gets subbed out um, early on because, you know, a tactical sub and they can rest them. But I assume bookies will adjust to their lines. I haven't seen the lines come out yet, so I'm going to have a look on Friday afternoon, maybe even Saturday morning. But those are the three players that I'm looking and if their numbers aren't high, I might even jump on all three of them to go over their line. It's a tough one. You're right. You don't even look at uh, the line in this one. Just looking through tab, some of the alternate lines. I don't mind the the plus ninety two and a half for West Coast at a dollar dollar sixty five. I think that's not a bad a little uh, little treat there. You can get a little. You might as might as well go the plus eighty six. No, yeah, extra, for a Hey, an extra, extra, extra goal, extra goal. You like that? You lose thirty uh, cents. But I think this is a, an interesting spot for Brisbane because they they're going to be a, a team now. What they've seen other teams do to, to um, West Coast is that percentage is becoming a big part of it because you need to fill up against West Coast. I love what you said about McCluggage coming into that uh, that midfield. He'll get a lot more time in there and he'll he'll probably rack up the, the possessions there as well. Same with Ashcroft. We know his history has been documented of how he plays in Brisbane versus how he plays away. This game is in Brisbane. They're playing a, a weaker side, uh, a much, much, much weaker side. A big side. percentage boost will really help help the Lions as well, yeah. yeah I, right. I think it's something that you know that you need to be mindful of just seeing a, a big line and going, hey, you know what, that's, that's a ridiculous line. There's no way they cover it. Brisbane have a lot of incentive to make sure that they cover this because they are going to be fighting for a top four spot, obviously, but then also a home final. So, so if, they, if they're fighting for top two, they're two games behind Port and Collingwood. Uh, but their percentage sits 11% behind Collingwood and 9% above Port. So they'd want to boost that up as much as they can because if they're going to get top two spot, they're probably going to f- finish on the same wins as either Port or Collingwood. Yeah, and that's, that's uh, it's almost the percentage is almost playing a game in hands uh, because of how big a discrepancy it is. You look at like you know Port Adelaide, whenever they play uh, any of the lesser sides, they're going to be really piling it on. For me, there's there's no not a lot of value in this game uh, until the disposals come out because. Uh, That's what we want to see. Not not until the disposals come out, because as soon as we see those over-under markets, you can see where the value is going to be. But if you look at the 20s and the 15s, there's not a lot there. Um, I would definitely be trying to avoid defenders in this game uh, for, for Brisbane, because, we, well, West Coast generally don't go forward a lot. They give away a lot of disposals to that forward half of the ground, obviously. Uh, and Brisbane are a team that get it out of the middle quickly. So just be mindful of who you're targeting and don't just look back at your averages of the last month. 
Yeah, especially on the team. And be careful if you're putting together same-game multis as well for this game because you're going to lose value if you put it on now before the over-unders come out. We've already seen discrepancies this round with, you know, Trelaw at $1.87 to get 30-plus on Bet365, where he's $1.60 in in other um, bookies. So you're going to lose a lot of value if you do it now. Yeah, definitely. Are. Speaking of value, I think this is an absolute spot for value if you are looking for disposals. These two teams have been giving up a heap of the pill pairs. GWS taking on Hawthorne. GWS pairs uh, actually have uh, screwed us a little bit. They're one win away from going on their over under of our total wins from the start of the season, which is disappointing. So, yeah, uh, disappointing for you. you. You backed them as well, mate. We had the exact same bets. No, no we didn't. Didn't we? I had S and then you had GWS. Oh, we were so both, 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 both right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, $1.21 favourites are the Giants. Four thirty five is Hawthorne. Minus 28.5 is the line over under. 171.5. Hawthorne are starting to look more of that bottom four side that they have, uh, you know, that we predicted since uh, Sicily's been out. He's out another week this week. GWS starting to really get a lot of their numbers and um, they, they're, getting, they're sitting 10th at the moment. They'll make a real push for finals. They would look to, to blow this one um, right open against the Hawks. Uh, definitely, uh, and I, I don't love a big line with the GWS side. I don't know how, how I can trust them, but they played a, a thriller last time, and uh, that was in, what was it called, Gather Round mm-hmm. in round five. Yep. So uh, the Giants will look to just overrun and, and we have a big win here against the Hawks with their season still alive after last week. Saturday, looking at the weather in uh, Blacktown or wherever it is, looks 19 and sunny on the weather report. So hopefully the, the weather person is right on the old uh, iPhone. And it's a great day for footy and great day to be playing the Hawks with no Sicily, which you've already mentioned as well. So I had a look at some different discrepancies again and I looked at who's going to kick the goals. Your trend from earlier in the season of forwards kicking, you know, four plus and, and beyond. I don't even need to go that high. Because Jesse Hogan, he missed a couple of weeks ago. Last week was not a game for forwards. So I'm not taking note. There was only 42 points scored. He's not going to kick many goals in that. So Hogan, to get some goals against this Hawks defense, I absolutely love it. I've gone to find three-plus goals. It's at $2.70 on Ladbrokes or Nets. Elsewhere, you go. You can get 240 I think, on Tab. And even worse than that, 210 on places like Bluebet and things like that. So $2.70. I'm, I'm going to load into that because uh, Jesse Hogan, three-plus against this Hawks defense, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, you, you've literally, in my notes here, I've gone my my standard bet, and then I've got here, if you have a bonus, chuck it on this, and that is straight on to Jesse Hogan for four-plus goals. So if I get a bonus bet this round, which hopefully I don't, hopefully I'm in the clear, <laughs> and if I am in the clear pairs, I might even put a nice little one unit down for him to get four or more. It's sitting 480 on Sportsbet at the moment, and I love that value because, um, you know, Hawthorne give away the most leads and marks within fi- in 50 at a massive 8.6 on average per game. Now, GWS aren't really a leading forward team, but they are a team that generally gets their goals from smaller forwards. Where is the problem that Hawthorne has and where's the deficit we've seen over the last, you know, 12 rounds? It's all been to big, bustly forwards. Last time they played, redemption game pairs, 2-3 Hogan kicked from outside uh, outside, outside uh, 50, a lot of those ones. So I, I like him for uh, a bit of value. Uh, the three plus, you love that. I'll probably include that in another multi uh, later on in the round. If it's if it's not a bonus you're putting down, uh, better odds on Ladbrokes, $5.50 for four plus. $5.50, Jesus. That's love, nice. Love that. Uh, um, you know, and like everything points to him having a big game and uh, with uh, Hawthorne's deficit against bigger forwards. Where my money is this week is uh, in disposals. Uh, I t- spoke last week about Hawthorne, the main four blokes uh, that rack up the pill, and uh, they did it again last week. Um, uh, Connor, Connor, Connor Nash fell too short for his 20, and that was the first time in almost, uh, I think it was eight eight rounds that they've, they've missed that. Uh, I sent you a multi of just before the um, bounce last week, decided not to go with it with some of the uncertainties of the roles that they're going to be playing in there. Yeah, you can thank me for that. I can thank you for that one. I just did. I just did. Was that not a thank you? Jesus. <laughs> Gosh, you have one round where you beat me and you are acting like the biggest flog in the world. GWS give away the most, uh, fourth most disposals uh, and the, they 
both of these sides, Hawthorne and GWS, are second and third for the amount of pill that they collect themselves. So these teams just sort of do what they do and don't really worry about the opposition, which I really, really like. And so does my alarm there. That gives me a nice little tick of approval. Um, <laughs> this week I'm going uh, a same game leg multi. Warpool to get 25 Day to get 20 and Newham to get 20 That gives me $2.10 on Neds. Two units on that one. Uh, money back if one leg fails, Pez, uh, with one of those disposals. Uh, sorry, the tokens. But I like the value for um, for disposals in this one. Yeah, yeah take that. Um, and cheeky $41 for Hogan to kick six on Ladbrokes. So there you go. Just I, might, I might just double down on that one. I don't mind that at all. Especially with what they need to, to get into the eights, I, I like the value there. Speaking of value, I love the value in this one. St Kilda taking on Melbourne. 265 are your Saints pairs. $1.49. The injured, depleted Melbourne. $1.49. Minus 13.5 is the line. Over under, 159.5. Yeah, Clayton Oliver confirmed another three to four weeks out after his little fracas with... Uh a trainer last night, which was a video going around everywhere from the news agencies and things like that. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. yeah a little bit of uh, verbalization. Did you like it? What did you think? It, it, it's probably what, not what he needs at the moment to bring attention to himself with what's going on, considering he's continually missing uh, weeks of footy after what was suspected to be a, a two or three week injury. And now it's, this will be the six week with, there's, with a blister, playing. there's this complaint. Yeah. yeah there's there's something, to, it sounds like there's something else going on there. Three to four weeks. Not good. Bailey Fritch went for surgery as well, which is not good considering he's your, your main forward up considering there. He's the only forward. He's the only person yeah. kicking goals for Melbourne. Um, at Marvel. Uh, now this is going to sound really strange as a St. Kilda supporter myself. Uh, I was very nervous about last week playing against West Coast and I said that it was a big danger game and it was a perfect game for West Coast to be playing or perfect team to play in St Kilda after a 171 point loss. This week, I'm actually confident that St Kilda can compete with Melbourne under the roof at Marvel Stadium. So uh, I don't mind the defence uh, down at St Kilda. I think if we can stop that midfield in Petrarca and Viney uh, with no Oliver there, that St Kilda, if they can just even that, get a couple of good entries inside forward. You know, maybe Max King can come out and kick three, something like that. I think St Kilda can get over the line and I think their value head-to-head because I just want to enjoy this game. I'm not putting a bet down, but uh, that's where I would be going in this one, Source. Uh, I, I totally agree. I think that the line is extreme value. Minus 13 and a half, uh, a team that is lacking their key forward that the last couple of weeks has documented their struggles going forward. Um, you know, there seems to be some selection issues with the coach. Uh, last week, we, you know, we spoke about the, the, the tall forwards. You've got Ross Lyon coming in, um, and this is when he normally flourishes towards the end of the season. He set up that defensive structure. We saw him try to be a little bit more offensive uh, against West Coast. They were trialling some things. I, I believe that goes back to the drawing board in this one. They contain um, Melbourne and they, they make this game really competitive uh, I like the head-to-head in this one um, as you said just it's a nice little uh, blue bet that's maybe where you sort of poke some value for it that 12 up special but 13 and a half line for a team that I think has a decent sort of shot I love that uh, I am going to wait until the, the teams are confirmed properly and I can make sure that uh, exactly what I'm getting for my uh, for my 13 and a half but I like that 13 and a half so that's probably where I'm going to lean yeah, uh, with some players missing, that's uh, not too, not too bad. Port Adelaide and Gold Coast. Yes, a dollar seventeen favourites are the power. Five dollars ten outsiders. Gold Coast minus thirty and a half is the line. Over under one fifty three and a half. It was a bit disappointing seeing uh, Gold Coast perform that way in front of a sold out. Uh, you know uh, what, what do they call it up there? The Suncorp Stadium. No, that's the Brisbane. What do they call? H- Heritage Bank now. Heritage Bank. I can never keep up with that one. Uh, but it's a bit disappointing that they put that sort of performance. But that's what you sort of expected to the Gold Coast Suns. They're a young side. They're inconsistent, uh, and, and Port Adelaide will be looking for what's that thirteen straight after a close escape at uh, Marvel Stadium. Yeah, it was a bit disgusting in the the performance for the Gold Coast, especially if you're you've been keen on them uh, this season, and they had some really good wins up in Darwin, which kind of makes it more likely. Just maybe do a little bit of a relocation because they seem to be decent up there and beat a couple of good sides up there I as mean, well. I they mean, did, they did lose to the best team in the comp, the premiership favourite, but the the scenes after the game with Stuart Dew and just the it's, frustration on that. It's not a good look. At it's not a good club. look, yeah. Um, and now they got to travel to play against Port Adelaide. How many in a row they won? 11, 12, uh, something 12 like that? 12 straight. 12 straight. So it, it's no, not Hinkley, good. Hinkley doesn't. But this is a... <laughs> This is a Gold Coast opportunity. They've got uh, no expectation to win this game. Uh, nothing at all. They've got effort to fight for. They've got uh, people's careers to fight for this week. So they need to put in effort. They don't need to win the game by any means. But 
they need it not to be a blowout like it was last week. So uh, I'm just going to stay away from this one. Uh, I don't think anything too much of it. Uh, disposal lines comes out, come out a bit later, but uh, I, I'm going to leave this one fully alone and, and not put anything out this round for this game. Uh, the only thing I'd be worried in this one is that Port Adelaide, uh, that whole uh, you know old wives' tale of uh, the, you need to drop one before finals, and they need to win this one to they, they need top to, two. They need to win this one to be top two. But the thirty and a half is enticing. Uh, Gold Coast, you know, a couple of years ago when they put up performances like they did last week, it's because you go, oh, they're inexperienced, and you know they they're not, they haven't got the talent. The the their best player and their worst player on their twenty two is not that far in distance. So they're, they're quite competitive when they all put it together. They had a bad week, which happens. You know, young side, you expect that. I expect them to bounce back. 30 and a half is a pretty decent sort of line. Port Adelaide will be pretty complacent. They'll, they'll be feeling pretty untouchable, I reckon, after the, that Essendon, uh, that win there. But you are right. Uh, they, they definitely need to win. So the $1.17, no value. The $5.10, definitely no value. Plus 30 and a half, I don't mind. I'd probably lean towards that if I had to put a bet down. But otherwise, I'll be steering clear and... Uh, Hoping, hoping to see uh, Gold Coast bounce back a bit and, and show a bit of heart because Stuart Jew is been putting he's been putting his job on the line uh, and the the club has not confirmed and they were not very um, convincing whether they're going to keep him on, on board through that press conference. If the AFL are going to step in, they're going to try and convince Alistair Clarkson to go up there and coach that club. Yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't. I don't why would you want to? There's, there's nothing there, like. Stuart Jew, Stuart Jew looks like he wants to be there. The, the boys seem to back him. He seems like, a, you know, when you watch the documentary, yeah. he seems like a good coach. Just just like a, a lot of the reasons that they are where they are is not because of decisions that he's made. Like they traded away Ballard for, for pick two. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, that sort of stuff doesn't – that's not his decision. He has to – it's it's their, their list manager. Yeah, they've uh, got some, some poor deals. They've got some good players back in like Waller, but the deal, the deal Shocking. wasn't good, so – all right, speaking of not good, let's get on to North Melbourne on the Sunday time slot. A dollar ten, I was about to say. One ten time. Geelong Cats taking on North Melbourne. Dollar six favourites are the Cats. Nine fifty outsiders, the Kangaroos. Minus forty eight and a half is the 48 line. Forty eight and a half, it's big. Over under one seventy one and a half pairs. I'm not confident about this line. Geelong have been extremely un- inconsistent this year. North Melbourne have been building, and I do believe by the end of the year that they will sneak one. Uh, if this game was at Marvel, I'd be leaning towards North Melbourne at the, the plus 40 and a half, but GMHBA Stadium, Alphabet Stadium, you, you can't go against the Cats. Oh, you can't. And uh, yeah, North Melbourne, uh, they don't really need to win, uh, but Geelong really, really do, sitting ninth on the ladder there. The draw kind of takes their percentage out against most clubs as well. Mm-hmm. So they just need to bank this four points this week. Uh, uh, they still, you know, if they get a percentage boost, they get a percentage boost, but I don't think they're too worried about that. If I was to lean anywhere off the top of my head without looking at anything... I'd be looking at Gary Rowan to score some goals uh, with Jeremy Cameron out of that side. He's a good lead up forward and a good set shot at goal. Uh, other than that, uh, Sir Swamp Thing on Twitter pulls out a, a decent stat uh, today that Brent and Harvey, uh, Cooper Harvey, who's debuting this week, Cooper Harvey, will start in 17th spot overall for games played by a father and son pairing. <laughs> playing in his first game and they start at 17th. <laughs> With Brent Harvey playing, playing a shitload of games. So there you go. What a, what a great little uh, nothing stat. But that's, <laughs> just, that, that, that tells you about the value does a good job, of the game it? in this one. Uh, you know, speaking of records, Zach Tui will be uh, putting together a nice little record this weekend, playing the most, most games as an Irishman. Um, nothing compared to Jim Steins, who obviously, I think he played, I think it was 200 of those almost consecutively, basically, oh. um, which is pretty incredible for, for that. But it's, uh, it's really great to see that sort of talent coming internationally. And he's had a great career with Carlton and Geelong. And he's a great personality of football. He's great to look at a nice big – expect a nice big – Great to look at, is he? Yeah, I, don't, oh, I, love, I love watching him play. Do you not I like love watching him play? I like watching him play, but is he great to look at? I don't I have a picture of him. He's a good-looking man. Oh, he's oh, got oh, the, we'll the moustache, those, right big, those big legs, you know. Jeez, sauce. You're really to showing load up colors. from 70 out, a uh, nice little torp, and you'll get – Sauce going so you got sauce all over your face at the moment, going a bit red there. So, what do you got? <laughs> it's going to be a good night tonight on the beers. Oh, it's it? going to be a great night on the beers, and I'll, I'll make this quick so we can get to them. Uh, two game. This is probably the game of the round for me. Essendon taking on Adelaide. Essendon uh, have been one of the informed teams as of late. You know, almost sneaking an upset against Port Adelaide. Adelaide are great to watch. The only problem with this one is that they're playing at. Marvel, uh, Essendon a dollar eighty one favourites. Adelaide two dollars four outsiders. Minus two and a half is the line. Over under one seventy four and a half. Pez uh, bounce back spot for Essendon. 
Adelaide need to bank, win in Melbourne. This game has everything. Great little narrative for this yeah, one. Everything. Seventh versus eighth, 32 points apiece with eight wins and seven losses. This is a great game. This is amazing. But you, you look at the percentage of the two clubs. Adelaide 119, Essendon 106. So it shows you that Essendon really struggled to score. I think they're really struggling in their forward line and with an avenue to goal. Their midfield's playing decent here, Source. But the problem I've got with Essendon, watching an observation that I've made, is they don't tackle through the middle of the ground. I mentioned on the pod a few weeks ago, and, and watching them closely, they just don't seem to put enough pressure on. If they just, you know, ran the other way a little bit, tackled a little bit, and upped that pressure, they're, they're not a great tackling side. What have you got, Matt? Oh, uh, well, they're, they're last in uh, tackling. <laughs> they're last in tackling okay. as, as it is. <laughs> Backs it up. Uh, oh, sorry, last inside 50. So inside 50, they just don't tackle at all. And then they're third last in tackles um, just in general. So they're, they're not a high tackling no, side. No they don't apply a lot of pressure uh, towards that, uh, especially not only just that defensive line, but they don't have that attacking pressure. So they're, they're quite low in uh, rebound 50s uh, and scores off rebound 50s, which, you know, that, that perceived pressure up the ground, which... which it's disappointing for a team that is sitting seventh and it's seventh. You're surprised to see that yeah. kind of stat. That's normally the effort you get from them. It's not just the the top end effort. It's those one percenters. The you know the pressure inside fifties. The basic you know uh, the one percenters against. They might against, get some yeah. more smothers and things, but to have eight wins with this list, they've they've done all right this season. They have done really well. Yeah, um, Adelaide. This is a huge game for Adelaide. They need to prove they can win away from home, and they've been in winning positions against both GWS away and against the Gold Coast Suns away as well. They need to do that. And then they need to follow it on and they need to bank the four points here. Adelaide are a really good team kicking the ball through the middle of the ground. They've got Jordan Dawson there who does it amazingly. Rory Laird goes through the middle there and uh, they've been hitting targets left, right and centre. And against this Essendon midfield who don't tackle, they're going to have free reign through the middle of the ground and yeah. their forward line is looking amazing as well with uh, Tex Walker up there, ranking you know, Rochelle who missed his goals last week. But uh, I'm liking Adelaide to win this game. So uh, especially with that 12-up special because they've been that before away and then gone on to lose the game. So Adelaide, blue bet, $2. Uh, I'm going to chuck down two units on this one, Source, because I really think this is the game for Adelaide if they want to play finals and I think they can really take care of Essendon. Yeah, I'm going to double down on that one, Pez. I totally agree with you. I think that they have been building Adelaide. And, you know, we talked about the Jekyll and Hyde effect, about them being away from home. They've been building for this. You know, the first time that they played out of, out of uh, Adelaide, they played the Doggies and they got smashed. Next time they play out of Adelaide, they play Collingwood in a game that they probably should have won. If you look at expected score, you look at how they control that game, they'll bring a lot of confidence for this one. They're playing a team that sits just above them. They will absolutely be locked in to win this game. Hey, they're below the, them at the moment. Well, the they'll percentage. be up above uh, who? Same, same. At a later above them, come on. Whatever, it doesn't really matter. I was looking at the rankings here and then below them in everything else. So uh, uh, <laughs> Adelaide will go in uh, with a lot of confidence to this one. Their forward line, they can get goals from anywhere. And that's, that's one of the big things that I'm focusing in on is Essendon last week I had a bet for Finlayson to get a lot of goals because they have deficits against tall forwards. Adelaide have got all the forwards. <laughs> they've, got, they've got Tex Walker. They've got uh, the big man Fogarty. They've got Rochelle, who's been Fogarty. playing well as uh, as a small forward slash midfield forward. You've got Rankine, who's amazing. Peddler. You've got a Peddler. Uh, but they, they can score from anywhere. And I just don't think that um, Essendon have that defensive power to be able to keep up with them. It'll be a close game, I think. But uh, when it comes push, Essendon comes to somehow, shove, somehow do that. Yeah. They're somehow in games and they can steal which, games. Which is odd for a team that doesn't seem to work defensively, like we just described. Every single thing except the location of the game points to Adelaide to win, doesn't yeah. it? And exactly right. And you give me $2 odds for, for that with a, with a blue bet special when they were in a similar position against Collingwood and they, they, they took out the 12-up the special at halftime. I'll, I'll jump all over this one. So Adelaide Crows for both of us pairs, which is good news for you because we don't have to go head to head and you don't have to make up more rubbish Ooh, stats. I could have gone, could have gone ahead by a bit more. You could have go. gone by ahead by. <laughs> we both picked the same one and you still go ahead. <laughs> well, let's go Fremantle on Carlton. Uh, early on, you would have thought this would have been the game of the round uh, because both of these teams have been extremely disappointing. Carlton, they're back. The lid is off. They're, they've beaten two teams outside the, the top eight, outside the top ten the last month. So they are back, pairs with Gold Coast and wins over Hawthorne. And everyone's talking about how they're back. $1.74 favourites are the Dockers. $2.10 outsiders, the Blues. Minus five and a half is the line over under. One sixty-three and a half. Season on the line stuff here. And I'm disappointed it's not um, maybe on the Friday night or, you know, a bit closer. So then more things are out. Because on a Sunday twilight game, I can't be looking at um, odds and things at the moment on a Thursday. So what I do like is Sarong uh, to get a lot of disposals in this game and Brayshaw to get a lot of disposals in this game. The other thing I don't mind, 
And I'm definitely not touching this because I've lost too much this season on Carlton. But I, I might even tip Carlton this week to to beat the Dockers over there. Really? Yeah, there's just something, something about it. And the, the reason, your reaction, that's exactly why I'm not putting money down on it because it might be ludicrous. But that, I, I think I is, might tip Carlton this week. Wow. Am I, are you not in any tipping comps? Actually, you just jumped me in one of the tipping comps. You, yeah, that's that's normal as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I I really like Fremantle uh, in this game. I I, I where Carlton? <laughs> where question yourself? I, I'm I'm surprised that you're going with Carlton. That's thrown me really off. Um, Carlton, you know, I put them in a similar spot as what Essendon have been. And if we look at you know the, the two teams to play each other, when Essendon played Fremantle, Fremantle actually dismantled them. You know, really poor performance. Carlton, they have struggled. Like you know, they beat Hawthorne last week, so they should, and they they they're carrying on about it. They beat Gold Coast off a bye. So they should. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand this. SBS Stadium. They're back. They're back. Shut up. Fremantle, Fremantle at SBS Stadium. I love that. $1.74. I expect this to, to actually close in a lot closer too. I, uh, all the money seems to be with, with Carlton uh, and I'm really surprised with it. So um, I'll be waiting to, to get a little bit more value. Hey, last time they played at this ground, they won by 108 points as well. So just uh, keep that in mind too. Yeah, cool. And, and that was the last time that they won for like a month. So that, that was fine. Um, but I, I will be leaning towards Fremantle and waiting for that, for that money. But $1.74, even minus five and a half at the line's pretty good Fremantle at home for me in that one Pez there's, there's the old tip tip okay. the blues okay for, for all our uh, listeners on our podcast Pez our podcast uh, Pez has just shown me his tips been a nice little reminder for me to do my tips so which I can't because we're filming off but we, uh, we've de- <laughs> <laughs> definitely got to get that done I've got to remind me to message your mum as well um, there we go so that's a bet slip done for round 17 if you want to find any other things that we put out live uh, Twitter at behind the bound as well jump on that we get a, a ton of messages asking wh- where our tips are going to be so the best place is obviously what you're doing right now listening to the podcast the next best place is uh twitter and i think it's really important to remember is that we're not a subscription-based podcast and we're not we don't give out our tips and we don't always tip in every game either so we've had a lot of a lot of messages and twitter and instagram and tiktok saying hey what are your tips for this game and and we don't always have tips for the the game Uh, as you hear from us now we're waiting to see what what sort of picture is painted whenever all the data comes out but you know, yeah, if, you don't you've got, if you've got some leans that you're thinking about, more than happy to comment on them, but we're, we're not doing tips for every game. Yeah, what are you, what are you thinking about this? The reason we don't uh, tip and bet every game source is because it's not um, valuable to do that and profitable in the long run. You want to get your value where you can, and if you want to load up, I've got four bets in tonight's game, for example, and I'll have no bets <laughs> on the Sunday. If you want Sunday. any bets in tonight's game, yeah. you know, just DM Pez, slide but into Pez's DM. The other thing is I, I don't need people to follow along with my bets. Yeah. We're doing this uh, because... We, we love it. footy. We want, we want to talk about it. We've been profitable for what six years, so I'm just going to continue to to do my tips there. We're we're held accountable on there on uh, Twitter on our spreadsheets. So uh, the proof's in the pudding, and uh, we'll just continue to go. Mm, I am hungry. I, I could just I'm, I'm very I could hungry. do some pudding, some pudding and some beers. I don't yeah. know if that matters. I don't know. Up. No, I don't like pudding, but. But uh, make sure you jump on. Uh, if you are sending us DMs and stuff, continue to do that. Just be aware that we're not going to be doing uh, week, you know, game-to-game tips. Make sure you jump on Spotify, Amazon Music, Pez. As Amazon a, Music, has yeah. just been added on. Uh, Spotify, all good podcast providers. Leave us five stars. Leave us comments so that other punters and podcast listeners can find us. Uh, we were up pretty high in AFL as of recently, Pez, well, which, is, which is we're climbing through the ranks. Jump on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and everywhere social media follow along with our bets the old five stars how's sunday uh i didn't see a, a dm i think it was on instagram or something i was actually at disney on ice with my family we took my daughter to disney on ice and she loved it and i'm, I'm open it at like in the afternoon and i'm like well you've messaged three times and you, you're asking for tips in a game like I've, I've got a life outside as well so i'm not I always this is my full time i'm not always going to be there um, in in order to do that so that's a, that's another thing as well we didn't need to go back and have a go at some of the loyal listeners. Oh, I'm not having a go at loyal yeah, listeners. This is just a, it's just a it's random a weird person. little flex too. Like I was at Disney on ice. So. The first time I've ever been, it was actually very good. What um, Very, I, very skillful. I remember going when I was a little kid. Did they have a, a – were they reenacting a certain Disney movie or was it just a collective? It was a collective story. I don't like that. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. All right. <laughs> Christ. No, sorry. Continue. <laughs> I don't need to explain it with the – Oh, let's get on the beers, Pez. Uh, 
because this, this is done, I think. I think we're well over. Yeah, see you later. I'm Pez. Peace out. I'm still sore. We'll catch up next time.